5: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VCN.
5: Well, I'm sure you've heard by now that Josh Applebaum's Boston Celtics were perfect, straight up, and ATS off a loss in the postseason. Until they weren't Monday, a 104-94 beatdown without Steph performing as well, which is shocking as we welcome you in here. Just trolling Josh. He's not even smiling. I'm trolling you. Just take it easy over there. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, this is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Josh Applebaum sitting in for Michael Lombardi, who's on vacation. He'll be back soon. He's probably writing a novel. I know that guy. He doesn't stop working. Uh, But as we welcome you in, of course... Uh, A big game coming up tonight, Josh, down the road from you. The Warriors up 3-2 in the series. Uh, It's interesting
3: because one thing I will note is, and by the way, how are you? You doing well? Oh, I'm doing great, Patrick. And, yeah, shout out to our guy, the big man, Michael Lombardi. He's down in Key West. Patrick, you did a screenshot of Ernest Hemingway. I've actually visited there <laughs> with my parents back in the day on vacation. So, again, he's, you know, he's a novelist. He's my, getting some uh, some ideas, get the juices flowing. Hemingway, giving Michael Lombardi maybe some tips on Steam, Patrick. Mike, Mike, yeah.
5: Michael legit has a Twitter addiction. It's like it don't <laughs> stop. It don't quit. But We love the big guy. A um, couple things here, and then we'll get into the particulars. Uh, Celtics favored by four now, Josh. Pretty much everywhere we've seen that total dip to 210. I saw a couple 209 and a halfs yesterday. You know, game three, the last time we were what back in yeah, well, yeah last time we were back in Boston, close 214. We had two straight low-scoring games, and we've seen that total come
3: way down. You're exactly right, Patrick. So this actually coincides with, you know, one of my favorite betting systems when you get late into a series, late season unders, you see it a lot of times in the NHL playoffs, same thing in the NBA playoffs, especially the finals. And the whole thought process is, you know, early in the series, there's kind of a feeling out period. You know, it's a new opponent, obviously the pressure of, you know, an elimination or a championship series, You get feeling out. But then once you get later in the series, you get some tired legs. And of course, this is now what your fourth series overall. So the tired legs rear, rear their ugly heads and also Faced with elimination, I think you're going to be a little more careful, you know, getting a good possession, using the shot clock, locking up on defense here. So we see unders tick up. Uh, yeah. I think they're like 3 or 4% from regular season to playoffs, then to game 6 and 7. So that would be, an, an, you know, a uh, system match here for tonight, Patrick. We have seen, as you mentioned, these numbers get adjusted. As you as you talked about, Patrick, we were 214, 213. 214, 213. Now we're 211. Now we're down to 210. So the odds makers were again adjusting for this late series under trend, maybe. I'd still lean under nothing, Patrick. You know, we did see it open around 211, 210 and a half. It's down to 210. We do have a lot of good systems here on the under this postseason. The under is two and all the last two games. It's uh three and two this series, but overall, unders are sixty two percent in the postseason. If they fall at least half point. 69% when the magic number of 210 you're 210 or more the under is 49 and 25 66%. With that being said it was a little buyback it looks like Patrick got to 209 and a half as you mentioned back up to 210 I'll go under nothing we'll get to it later but I'm looking at the Celtics on the money line tonight. Shout to John Quincy Adams
5: as Massachusetts is lit right now in the corner I've got the U.S. Open it does look a little overcast Uh, A little windy as well as U.S. Open round one underway right up the road from you, Josh. Of course, potentially we could have uh, the final round of the U.S. Open on Sunday and a game seven up in San Francisco. We have to get there tonight with the Celtics by beating the Warriors. So, of course, we'll get to it. You know, I was thinking, too, just as an aside from a gambling perspective, this warrior run is actually quite fascinating. And I joked with you at the start here at the onset that Steph didn't play well. Uh, There was some rumors that he had a split fingernail, Josh. I'm sure you heard that as well, right? Where he went 0 for nine from three. I'm not making excuses for Steph; He doesn't need my excuses, but there were rumors that he was dealing with a split fingernail. I'll get to his prop as far as scoring prop tonight in a little bit, but just think about, take a step back and think about this warriors team in 2019, Josh, they lost in the finals to Toronto. Uh, Durant then bailed, right? Uh, Clay went down for like three straight years with injuries. Steph broke his hand, and it was basically Draymond bubble season. They go 15 and 50. Now, a win tonight in Boston that before championships in what, eight years? I mean, to me, just getting back up off the mat and where the Warriors are now, if you looked in 2019, it's quite fascinating because when they lost to the Raptors, which was essentially Kawhi and not a ton, you kind of thought that dynastic streak was coming to an end, but not so fast.
3: You're totally right, Patrick. Again, you're looking at dynasties now. You know the Patriots who went through you know the early dynasty, the middle years that were thin, and then obviously you win three more later. But the Warriors are super impressive from an NBA standpoint because Patrick, think about like Jordan and the Bulls when I was growing up. They were the you know the best team, and you know the, the you know by far Jordan Pippen the whole thing. But they were just ripping off championship after championship. I think what was impressive to me with the Warriors is they went through that lull. They had a bad season. Remember, they had the number two pick, Patrick uh, James Weissman, who's really done nothing for them. So even though MIA, we can't find James Wiseman. Even better team if he's healthy and he's playing well. So I think you got to credit obviously the management, the ownership, the GM, Steve Kerr for keeping this whole thing together. But it all stems with Curry. Curry's the, you know, the straw that stirs the drink. When they were the early, you know, uh, you know, big three before Durant times and they were winning. You know, it was Curry's team. In the middle of the years, they struggle a little bit, but you're back to Curry being the man. He's now minus three fifty to win the NBA Finals MVP, ironically, as a Celts fan, was so annoying to me, Patrick, was, as you mentioned, Curry had 15 points, and you lose that game. If Curry scores 15, you got to win that game 10 times out of 10. So Curry's the guy who holds it all together. Maybe they're a version of Tom Brady. But to me, it's, it's having a bad year. It's losing Kevin Durant. It's the injury to Thompson, and then still coming back, and you know, one game away tonight from winning a, an NBA Finals. So, it'll be four and eight years, super impressive what they're doing. And I, I think Patrick, they were so good, it made them so much money. They're able to build a new stadium out there, by the way. It's 100
5: right. Let's go ahead and throw <laughs> up those NBA Finals MVP odds as we take a look. Josh just referenced, and again, I think this is a good reminder for new betters or just betters in general, always to shop because you saw Josh. Josh had a number of 350, which are out there on Steph Curry. Uh, BetMGM's got them at 320, so a shorter. Number number on Steph Curry Tatum Uh, three and a half to one, you know, that is fascinating. And that brings us to kind of where the mindset is in Boston. So you're there on the scene. Let's get to it in Tatum. There has to be some pressure building on Tatum. If you take a look at his numbers in game five, he was actually quite good. It was like 28 points, 10 boards, you know, seven assists or whatever it was, but it's just in the clutch. He just really, you could almost see the confidence evaporate Josh. And that was an empty 28 points to me. You know, a wonderful first quarter, a pretty good first half, and then he just kind of faded, and he's not asserting himself. And that really is what we're missing from Tatum here. I want to get you to tell us the vibe
3: in Boston going into game six and overall your feelings right now on Jason Tatum, your superstar. So I think just from a you know standpoint of how do we feel about the Celtics in Boston, I think there's been a little bit of a lull here, obviously, because when they were up two to one, I mean, it was like they already had the duck boats ready, the championship parade was scheduled. This, you know, the whole town, all of New England was going nuts for the Celtics. Then you lose the last two. And again, to me, you lose the last one because they, you know, obviously, or you know, the, the, the first one that they lost after they're up two to one to tie it two, two. And they're kind of due for that. Sometimes they'll take their foot off the gas. They're a young team. Sometimes they read their ple- uh, press clippings and kind of get full of themselves a little bit. Uh, so I made, that one was made a little sense to me. It was the last game where Curry doesn't play well. You're on the road. Again, you got off to a terrible start. You got, got to get off to a good start here with the crowd ready to go that was the disappointing one to me. So I think if in Boston, you're a little worried, you're a little down on the Celtics right now. And it's exactly what you mentioned uh, here, Patrick, you know, Tatum idolizes Kobe Bryant. That's his idol. You know, his Twitter, Instagram bio photo is of Kobe. He wears the wristband just like Kobe. Well, I would say to Tatum, you know, embrace Kobe's mama mentality a little bit. Sometimes in to Tatum's credit, he he was really, you know, kind of a, a ball hog, I should say, a little bit, you know, when he first came into the league, he's gotten really better at distributing. I want him to go back to kind of being a ball hog here, uh, Patrick. He's gotta take over, he's gotta be the guy taking the shots, and he's gotta limit his turnovers. The turnovers yes. are killing the Celtics. I mean, if you score 28 points and grab 10 boards, that's a great game, right? That was the worst great game I've ever seen, Patrick, because yep, he's just turning well over left and right. And you got to go strong to the hoop and not look for a foul. Look to score, not look for a foul. So, again, I, I, all that being said, down on the Celts a little right now. But they were in this spot before against the uh, against the Bucks. They were down 3-2. to two. They won the last two. It ain't over yet, Patrick. But definitely we're not riding as high as we were when they were up
5: 2-1. His turnover prop, he being Jason Tatum, is set at 3.5 tonight. Uh, he's gone over that consistently. I believe he's gone over that nine of the last 14 games, so just as a little tease, I might be handing out over three and a half turnovers (laughs) for Jason Tatum. And by the way, for those that are wondering, uh, when I need a pick-me-up and I need somebody to pump me up, I call Josh Applebaum before the show because if that wasn't quite a speech to get Jason Tatum going, I, don't know, go. I don't know what else is. So, <laughs> in, in, You know what else adds to it? I would assume, Josh, as far as the lull there in Boston, it is the stretch between these games. I mean, this is obviously for t- television and rest and to have the best product out there in the finals. We just played on Monday. Now it's Thursday. It,
3: it's almost like I said, after a loss, you just want to get out there and redeem it. I think it's a really good point by you, Patrick. I haven't really heard a lot of people bring that up, and I think you're totally right because, you know, you look at a situation of, you know, every other night, you win, you lose, there's a way to get back, and, you know, get back feeling good about yourself. These lulls, maybe they're negatively negatively impacting the Celtics. Maybe they're benefiting the older team here like Golden State because when you're Boston and you have these bad losses, then... Talk radio for two, three straight days. You're getting hammered. The news clippings, everything. A young team, sometimes that can be difficult to deal with. You know, a team like Golden State, they've been through it all before. They're veterans. They they know the up and down nature, the recency bias nature of the media. And again, it seems to me they're doing a better job of blocking it out. Boston to me, sometimes these lulls and I didn't really think about it. So great point by you, Patrick. Maybe these big differences and days between games, they're just in their heads a little bit too much. Maybe that's part of, you know, the last two games really not playing great. We could have a pretty special Father's
5: Day coming up on Sunday is really what it comes down to. Brookline Mass with the US open. We've got of course potentially a game seven in the NBA finals. All that has to happen is your Boston Celtics have to take care of business tonight. Four, what's the money line? What are you laying as
3: far as a price on the money line right now? So, money line is minus 165, Patrick. And again, what I'm leaning on quite a bit here Celtics are not great covering numbers at home as a favorite. They're only 21 and 27 ATS, but they are, uh, you know, in general, favorites on the money line straight up here in the postseason. They're fantastic here. They're 63-29, and 29, 68%. And, Patrick, don't forget, we got a Red Sox day game coming up in about an hour here. Uh, let's yes, go.
5: Yes, your boy Rich Hill on the bump for the Sox. And the Sox actually what is he, playing.
3: 45? Was he 100 years old? Yeah, let's go.
5: Since mid-May, there hasn't been a better team in baseball than the Sox, Josh. Good job by you. Although you had nothing to do with it. Exactly. All right, when we come back, we're going to get side <laughs> total and also some props. NBA Finals Game 6 coming up tonight. We've got Vinny Maliulo stopping by, Samich, and more. We're just getting started. It's the Lombardi line.
1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity Voice Remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family
5: Okay, good job, Matt Santos, as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Hope you're having a nice Thursday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Vison studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi on vacation as we take a look at the U.S. Open underway, round one, Brookline, Mass., Josh Applebaum just down down the road. He's spilling in for, of course, our, the big guy, Michael Lombardi. And are you, why aren't you going to the game tonight, Josh? If you, if, if, This is an opportunity for you, Elise. Get a dog sitter and go to game six of the NBA Finals. What's your problem?
3: I would love to, Patrick, but have you seen the prices of these no, tickets? No, bleeds Nosebleeds are about $1,200 for these games. This is unbelievable. Are you so, kidding? You know, I'm, I'm totally serious here for whatever reason, like Bruins tickets, you can get, you know, uh, I went to the finals with my dad in 2011. I think they're like 300 bucks nosebleeds. You know, you're back against the wall. They're at the highest seat. You can still get them for like 300 for a Bruins playoff game Celtics. I don't know what it is. The prices are outrageous. 1200 bucks. Patrick may give me a couple more years in the betting industry. Maybe I'll be able to afford that. You know, I think,
5: yeah, right, Josh, I feel you.
3: <laughs> Trust me, you and me both, brother. Uh,
5: I I think what is most disconcerting for Celtics fans, and as we take a look right now, Josh, you could tell me, and you you may have the splits from John Ewing over there at BetMGM, uh, Circa just went to three and a half. So Circa still is sitting three and a half, but everybody, including DraftKings, uh, draft including BetMGM, everybody's essentially four, one, ten up and down, so it's not really going anywhere right now. It looks like that number is kind of frozen up on the total. I think what would be disconcerting if I'm a Celtics fan and I'm a Celtic backer is obviously what we talked about in Game 5 with Steph's just, I mean, we haven't seen a shooting performance like that maybe ever from Steph Curry. And one through four, as far as games, he was averaging more than 34 points per. The defense in Boston, and I was, you know, up, hand up, that's on me. I gave over the 30-and-a-half prop as far as scoring in game five for Steph. They've adjusted that number down. I believe most books are sitting 28-and-a-half for the scoring prop on Steph. That's a little dangerous because, you know, Boston concertedly – they. D, they, they stepped to Steph every time he stepped to half court, right, Josh? They were in his shorts. I mean, there was a really tightening of the defense on him. And then what you had was five other guys on the Warriors go for 14-plus. Wiggins had a bomb game. He's averaging over 18 points per, and the rebounding's been tremendous. And you had, and you had Clay. And this also phenomenon where Clay had 21. His scoring prop was 19 and a half in game five. That last three, Josh put me over. But there's a phenomenon throughout this run for the Warriors that's game six, Clay, where historically, in the postseason, Clay has gone off in game sixes. So you see his prop total sitting there, the point total sitting at 20 and a half. It, bigger picture, Steph is down. And these ancillary guys that we were wondering, would they step up? Jordan Poole as well. They did a hell of
3: a job in game five. It really did, Patrick. And I think if you're a Curry backer and you want to sweat his over and, you know, if you look at any of these sports books, you know, the most popular prop bets they're going to take are Curry over Tatum over all, you know, your LeBron overs. These are just constant, you know, everyday play it great player. Your public bias gets, you know, kind of seeps in and just says, Hey, I want to sweat the best player to do a lot of good things tonight and, and take the over. So on the one hand, when it was, he was sitting at pretty much like 30 and a half all series, now he's 28 and a half. So I think a lot of you know public better saying, hey, now give me, you know, a point and a half less to go over. I'll take that all day. But to your point, I'm really not going to play this curry over. You know, again, you, you're talking about possible injury to one of his fingernails. I don't think that's as big. I think it's kind of a little credit to Boston, as down as I am on them right now. They did make one good adjustment. I'll give credit to Udoka, who uh, is a really good defensive mind. They were getting killed on these switches, uh, Patrick. And again, you know, Curry will go cross court. He'll get cr- close to the three point line. Someone will do a screen, and then you need your big man like Horford or Time Lord to jump up and and you know get in his face. they were being way back by you know by uh, like the, the foul line. Yep. So to me, they're getting a little more closer. They're getting closer to him, making it a little harder on him. That is one adjustment that I think is a positive going into this game. But I think you're right. You know, these supplementary players like Andrew Wiggins, it's unbelievable what he's been doing here. As a Celtics fan, you know, it's it's just super annoying that we're getting beat by Wiggins right now. But he's now the third best odds for MVP at plus 1,800. I think he's like 50 to 1 going into it. Wiggins over 18 and a half. I was reading a little bit about him. He's a really streaky player. It's all about confidence when he's playing well and confident. He's great when he loses confidence. He's, you know, a shell of himself. He's playing well right now, over 18 and a half Wiggins. I'd kind of lean Wiggins over if I'm going to pick a Warriors guy. And by
5: the way, his defense on Brown's been very good as well. And his rebound, his rebounding has been off the charts with those second chance points. That brings us back to just the game. And we'll get into some props as we unfurl the show here, Josh, but that brings us back to the game. Um, I'm concerned about your Celtics, and here's why. Sloppy. (laughs) Very sloppy. You know, you take a look at what happened with, you know, Steph not performing in Game 5, but that was a clean performance by the Warriors. 25 assists, 6 turnovers. Take a look at what Boston did in Game 5. 18 turnovers leading to 22 Warrior points. That, my friend, is something they're going to have to clean up, and I don't know if they can. They're getting careless with the ball, and frankly, I feel like they're running out of a, a... I don't want to say this. It seems like they're running out of a little juice. You know, it's been a grind for this team in the East and it does feel like the easier or the softer landing spot was in the West for the warriors and you know, a couple of grinding seven game se- seven game series for these, this Boston team. And it does feel like the,
3: you know, carelessness with the ball. It does feel
5: like they're running out a little bit of
3: juice. I think you're kind of, you know, right on, hitting the nail on the head here, Patrick, because on the one hand, why would the Celtics be more? And again, here's the thing fatigue, the word fatigue, is it mental? Is it physical? Is it emotional? What's going on here? If it's physical fatigue, I get you've been in these tough series. You played more playoff games than the Warriors have, but you're on average 24, 25 years old. You have a really young roster. Your star players are, you know, 23, 24, 25. The Warriors' star players, you know, Curry, what is he, 34? You got a lot of guys longer in the tooth. You cannot be losing a fatigue battle physically to the Warriors team. I would put it more on the mental strain. It's you know the here's the thing with experience. The Warriors have been in this situation many times before. Again, going for their fourth title in eight years, they know the ups and downs. You got to pace yourself. You can't, you got to flush the last one down the toilet and get ready for the next one. The Celtics this is their first time, so maybe just the whole thing coming together here. I wouldn't call it you know uh, you know physical, but the mental strain, the pressure, being a young player. Maybe that's kind of getting to him a little bit. Now, again, that being said, if you look at some of these bet splits for tonight, Patrick, yep. they're kind of intriguing for Boston. At DraftKings, they're only getting 48% of spread bets, but 55% of money. At BetMGM, they're getting 59% of bets, so a little more public, but 69% of money. So e- whatever source you want to look at, and we'll give you these great numbers at VEASAN, com slash splits, you're about even betting, but more money on Boston, and these three and a half have leaned up to 4. So, you know, again, when I was getting, you know, learning about contrarian betting, Buy on bad news, sell on good news. Warriors are riding high. Celtics look dead, yet the line's moving in their favor tells me at least for some respected betters on Boston tonight, that's what makes me a little more comfortable or confident buying low and going money line Celtics.
5: Alright, let's take a look at the total because if you, you and I always talk about correlative betting, the correlation, favorites to the over, dogs to the under as far as the correlative aspect of it. Well, let's take a look. The Celtics are laying four tonight in Boston's two wins in this series, Josh. Game one they scored 120. In game three they scored 116. You have to assume, my, now again, they hang their hat on defense, but the those wins have come from offensive outputs, which would lead to the over 210 tonight.
3: Yeah, and that makes sense. And kind of one thing that I've noticed, Patrick, in this playoffs, especially with these really long layoffs, is you'll kind of get some head fakes. So Billy Walters, you know, the, the sharpest words better in all the land, he kind of got this thing going years and years ago where, you know, when the line first comes out, you hit the side that you actually don't really like, but you're doing it at a low limit to move the number, move the market. And then once it gets to the point, the, the number that you want, You come in with higher limits and hit it harder to make more money on the side that you originally wanted. So what I'm getting at there is I've seen this happen quite a bit with a lot of totals in the postseason. Yes, unders are doing great. They're over 60%. But if you look at kind of the the metamorphosis of this line move, you know, to the total, Patrick, it was 210 and a half, got down to 209 and a half. And it's like, okay, deadbeat under, you know, game six, game seven under, unders have been great, unders that fall, all these matches here. What are we seeing right now? We're back up to 210. I see one book 210 over minus 115. Like they're going to go to 210 and a half. What I'm getting at is early movement was all to the under. Now that we're getting closer to you know game day and game time, you're starting to see some over money come in. So to me, I really don't love betting overs in the postseason just because the unders are doing so well. But if you do like the over tonight, the late movement is starting to tick back up.
5: Who's on the call tonight, Josh? Officials in game five. I, you're, you're a big official guy. You're great with this. By the way, 44 uh, fouls called in game five. Average of 37 throughout the series. This is potentially an elimination game, obviously. Uh, I think the clock is going to be stopped a lot late. You could get some easy buckets as far as that total is concerned if we continue the trend of these falls being called. Is the extender on the call tonight, Josh?
3: So sadly, sadly, Patrick, the extender is not on the call tonight. I was actually hoping for the extender here. No Scott Foster, but, uh, and actually this is kind of a bad sign here for the Celtics. Zach Zarba, John Goble, David Guthrie, those are your three refs for tonight. They're all road referees. You know, road teams, ATS, are between around 51 and 54%. So That would benefit the Warriors in this spot. Now, in terms of the total, Zach Zarba's a really good over ref. He's to the over around 54%. The other two guys, Goble and Guthrie, they're under guys. So, kind of a, a wash here when it comes to the total, but all three Refs are road refs. Where's Scott Foster? Maybe one of these guys, uh, you get an upset stomach, you have to pull Foster in late, for, uh, Patrick. I'd love that. Josh, do you know anything
5: about John Quincy Adams? Do you know what he liked to do every single morning, our sixth
3: president? Um, he woke up, had a cup of coffee, yep. and went to Fenway Park. Yep. I don't know. He, he liked do. to
5: swim naked in the Potomac before being Ooh. the president. Look it up, Josh. It's called history. Okay. <laughs> You're from Massachusetts. <laughs> you should know the I Adams gotta know family. <laughs> Vinny Maliulo oh, yeah. coming up next here behind the book at Style Point, joining Josh and myself. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is vSyn, the Sports Buddy Network. JQA. Josh referenced the betting splits need look no further than VEASAN.com money and bets for every game Uh, we've got the updated betting splits every 10 minutes today's games and future events go check it out you can find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion it's not just today's action, though. It's future events as well. Betting splits are another way. v is here to make you smarter and a better, more sophisticated, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com A little bit of a Massachusetts theme today on the Lombardi line as we welcome you back. Of course, the sporting world turns its attention with the country club, the country club in Brookline, Mass in the U S open. Of course, you got game six tonight, TD, whatever they're calling it now up in Boston (laughs) with the golden state, potentially wrapping up the championship. So all eyes on Boston, Massachusetts, Josh Applebaum, of course, living in Massachusetts joins us. He's sitting in for Michael Lombardi Uh, to my right. And your left, Josh is going to be a hall of famer, Vinnie Maliulo hall of fame bookmaker from behind the book here at the South point. As I embarrass him with the theme john quincy adams has come up our sixth president <laughs> and you mentioned when i told you about him uh, skinny dipping in the potomac yeah. you asked if he posted it on twitter yeah i
2: thought it was wondering what was social that media is not like possible no and, and that is a Wasn't there a guy with a horse riding up and down looking you guys won't believe what's going on in the potomac right now holy with the big megaphone
5: no. would you would you like to give a fun historical anecdote about his dad john adams no, I wouldn't, Okay, actually. thanks for playing. <laughs> uh, we got you back. We mentioned the U.S. Open. Let's talk about the handle here at the South Point. Yeah. I think it's two behind the Masters as far as golfing handles. Yeah, right?
2: and when you look at the four majors, uh, uh, Patrick, uh, obviously the Masters, and and I think the, uh, there's a couple of reasons for that primarily. First of all, the tradition of it. In fact, that it's, there's a lot more familiarity with it by the, sure. uh, the fact that it's – uh, at Augusta every year, um, and we, we frankly we put it up for ten months, you know, uh, close to a year to, to book it. So uh, no real surprise there. But the U.S. Open uh, is number two, and then when you break down the wagering on the U.S. Open, uh, we were talking off air. It's about the futures. It's about head-to-head matchups for the uh, for the duration of the event, and then the daily head-to-head matchups as well. Uh, after that, it it was the British Open or the Open Championship uh that was number 3 and the PGA 4 but the PGA's closed that uh by virtue of moving mm-hmm. uh to early remember uh, it was in May it's in May now and it was always going up against football so that impacted the uh the handle on the PGA so right now uh again it's Masters US Open and then uh, uh, the PGA and the British Open.
5: And so. I'm guessing a lot of juice on Rory, of course, coming yeah. off the Canadian Open mm-hmm. win. He comes in. Josh, you know this as well. He goes off as your betting favorite in the U.S. Open. And let's take a look at the leaderboard uh, for good reason. Through 16, Rory's 3-under here, Vin.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you look at Rory, uh, we opened him originally at 16. There might have been some uh, some higher prices out there. Closed him at 8-1. to one. So he had uh, the most money, the most tickets on him, um, I was I was a little surprised we didn't get more on John Rom. Uh, mm. Actually, John Rahm closed uh, at like 15, 16 to one. Uh, he went up a bit, but there was uh, there was money for uh, for Shoffley, which I was a little surprised about. He went uh, went down from twenty five to fifteen. There was uh, money on Tony Finau from fifty down to uh, twenty five. No surprise here. Scheffler wound up going off as number two. Uh, behind Rory, he went off at uh, ten to one, and everybody, you know, we got a lot of questions about Phil Mickelson. Yes, and you typically, there there were two golfers on the PGA tour that. Oh, well, I guess he's on. He's not on the PGA tour anymore, <laughs> but there was always sentimental uh, bets on Tiger. We've talked about in the past, but Phil always got attention. Phil did not get attention. He, he went off at two hundred to one. I mean, so that's. I, I can't remember the last time Phil went off that high in a, in a major. So, uh um, not, not a lot of, uh, support for Phil's
5: a- Phil's whole aesthetic and look right now. Josh is very much, he's in a buddy cop film, but he's down on his luck and his partner is coming to pick him up because he's been hitting the booze a little bit too much. He's got the seven day stubble. It's, he's got a whole thing going on. And obviously, you know, the, the story has been live that has yeah. overshadowed sure. yeah. what should be a spectacular mm-hmm. U S open
3: there. And in Brookline, Mass., but Josh, it has completely overshadowed the event. It really has. And, you know, we had Stephen Hennessy on, you know, early in betting across America this week, talking about what an impact, you know, the, the Live Tour will be versus the PGA. Is this a splintering of golf? You know, how will the PGA react to this? Phil Mickelson, obviously guys, you know, we know uh, in looking at, you know, some of these legal issues with Billy Walters and some of these, you know, indictments, you know, Mickelson had a lot of gambling debts as well. So it seems to me like Phil's a guy that just wants as much money as he can. Who can blame him? We live in a capitalist world, but obviously this is ruffling a lot of feathers of other golf fans and PGA fans. But uh, Vinny, I want to ask you, and first off, congratulations on the hall of fame induction. Thank well you, deserved Josh. My man. Okay. Uh, and I got, I got a little nugget for you too. We're talking about presidents and water. My favorite president, William Taft getting stuck in the bathtub, Patrick. I'm <laughs> yes. surprised you didn't shout, go shout in that direction.
5: Yep. Handpicked uh, by his buddy, Teddy. To- <laughs> I understand. Thank you.
3: I, I just wanted to ask um, Vinny, you know, the lack of Tiger Woods, when you see Tiger in a major or in a, you know, any kind of tournament, obviously he gets a ton of betting attention. A lot of the recreational bettors just want to bet Tiger cause he's Tiger. Are you seeing less betting because Tiger's not in this? And then Good also question. Vinny, you know, how does this compare to a regular NFL Sunday in terms of handle or, you know, a big college uh, basketball Saturday? How is golf? without tiger versus with
2: yeah uh, no doubt that tiger always attracts betting attention again the, the, the sentimental part alone from, from what i mentioned earlier uh, you know i mean there's always tickets the, the way t- people approach tiger is they'll they'll make their selections let's say they'll they'll pick somebody and if you picked rom or you picked Uh, Rory for this event there's always a little maybe give me $20 on Tiger so Tiger always gets interest and and lately you know in recent years it's been more sentimental and especially for the Masters now in terms of the US Open without him did it impact it not so much and I'll tell you why people adjust you know we we talked about uh, how the, uh, the the NA, uh, the NHL finals without the uh, Golden Knights, right? Or you know, uh, it, it, did that impact it? It impacted the, maybe the first round of the playoffs, but it's still the event, and that's what people want to migrate to. Now, uh, I'm not saying that Tiger would not have uh, increased the handle uh, had he been here, uh, but his his absence. More of uh, an impact uh, than let's say if 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 Mickelson wasn't here, and again he was the other sentimental choice, uh, then you know I don't think I think there's just such a I don't want to say quite an uh, anti-Phil thing going on right now, but I think people are are much more uh, will gravitate more towards Tiger in terms of how this rates or ranks compared to an NFL or college football. Uh, Saturday or Sunday, not not even close. I mean, you're talking about, you know, my gosh, even though it's the U.S. Open, even if it was the Masters, I mean, you're talking about uh, maybe this is 10% of, uh, you know, because, again, it'll be stretched out over the four days. But you're booking those those games for a week at a time, too, so... Um, not, not even close to uh, what uh, college or pro football will, will be.
5: There's John Rahm, who you mentioned went off longer than you would expect it. Yeah, 15-16-1. He's in the clubhouse, one under 69. Max Homa, by the way, Matt Santos, one under 69. Where's Marikawa? He had a head-to-head matchup with those two. They pushed? Okay, so you got your money back. Not terrible. Adam Scott in the clubhouse, one under. Rory is just clean right now. Rory is at Canadian Open, and there's a little bit of swagger back with Rory because of what's happened with the pointed shots Greg Norman took. You can yeah. tell Rory needed a little boost, and it does. It does appear he's got it. I mean, there hasn't been a better swing uh, to me in the history of the game than Rory McIlroy. To me, that's the cleanest swing Vinny I've ever seen.
2: Well, I, yeah, I mean, he's playing terrific. His putting is really what I, what I think is the most impressive. To, I mean, obviously he's in play. He's making some uh, some good. Uh, uh, some drives and some iron shots, but I think what's what's really been most impressive to me yep. is, is is putting, and that's uh, that's what's going to determine uh, who's uh, who's hoisting uh, the uh, the trophy on Sunday.
5: Josh, did you get did you get down at all uh, on the tournament?
2: So usually what I do, Patrick, is I listen to you guys and
3: who's the most confident or the people I respect the most, you know, I'll kind of tell what you guys are doing. Obviously I'm looking at some of these other sports right now, but to me, I just do some top tens, top twenties, nothing sexy. I know Pritch does a bunch of outrights here, but, uh, you know, during the pandemic, I got into golf a little bit more than, than usual for lack of really no other place to go with betting aside from UFC, even dabbled in a little NASCAR. But one thing that I learned is, you know, top 10, top 20, if you grind those out, you're, you're going to have a smaller, you know, payback here and make less money than an outright. Obviously but you increase your chances of winning. So my only bet Patrick was, uh, was Scheffler there to be in a top 10. And
2: by the way, uh, just to borrow one of your broadcasting terms I don't want to bury the lead here see I do pay attention to you mr <laughs> mr Maher um this Callum Terran this this kid was like 600 to1 I know I mean I know he's <laughs> in he's
5: in the, he's in the he's, clubhouse he's uh, in the clubhouse three under, three under so, yeah uh, 67 as he finishes up his round it's gonna look I, there's nothing better heading into Father's Day yeah. on a Sunday potentially a game seven we're gonna get to the NBA Finals coming up next year with Mr Vinnie the Hall of Famer Vison Vinnie on Twitter if you You'd like to find him? Do you
2: golf? Yeah, you golf a little. I bit. I do. I play about maybe three or four times a year, typically in uh, charity events. How would you categorize your game? I play in three or four events. That's a year. exactly. Yeah. Right. So yes. I do. Uh, I, I I tell you what. I I have shot uh, uh, in the 60s, and then made the turn. So That'll give you an look idea. At you. Look, look, look. <laughs> I saw it coming, but I still laughed. Still uh,
5: one word for the NBA Finals handle would be one word. Strong. When we come back, we'll discuss game six coming up tonight. This is the Lombardi line. He's Vinny. He's Josh. I'm Patrick. Come on back. It's, of course, v the Esports Betting Network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Benny, new customers can download BetMGM in the app right now. Place a $10 money line wager on the NBA Finals game tonight. If a three-pointer is hit off that $10 bet, you're going to win $200 paid for in free bets. You can't beat it. It's a new customer offer. It's awesome. You have to use the bonus code VSIN200, V-S-I-N-200. Anybody hits a three-pointer, 200 bucks paid for right there in your account. 21 years or older, please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problems, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We got you back. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Josh Applebaum. This is the Lombardi Line. We're joined in studio by Vinny Meliulo And let's quickly go ahead and throw the U.S. Open leaderboard up here, Josh and Vinny, because this is fascinating. You see at the top, Vinny, Callum Tarrant. Aaron is one of your co-leaders there at 3-under. Uh, he's in the clubhouse at 3-under. If you haven't heard of Tarum, it's because he is the 445th ranked <laughs> golfer in the world from England. Oh, by the way, David Lingmurth is also tied for the lead at 3-under. If you haven't heard of David, it's because he's the world's 592nd ranked Lord. player in the world from Sweden, and they're sitting there with Rory McIlroy, who you've heard of, I'm sure.
2: And who just who just made yet another putt. I think he just Did took a under. I think he's four under. Yep. Yeah,
5: Rory goes one up yeah. on so. Taron and wow. Lingmurth Josh, wow. at four under. So there you have it as we got you back here on the Lombardi line. I asked you as we went to break the handle NBA Finals, you said strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. Is it? overwhelmingly strong or how's it been
2: it's been uh it's been as good you know we this year we compare particularly the major events you know super bowl march madness and things like that uh, compared to 2019 right it's hard to sure. compare things to to the last couple of years although they did ascend last year from uh, from 20 but uh when when you compare them uh we're we're ahead of pace and this is because of the matchup too into you know it, it it's Arks back to Josh's question in the previous segment about no tiger in this, uh, the U.S. Open, the impact of it. I think there's been a more of an adjustment to, uh, with the golf, um, but this this matchup between the Warriors and Celtics guys uh, is. It's it's definitely about at least anywhere from ten to twenty percent higher than it would if it was the Warriors and the Heat. No no disrespect for the Heat, but you've got the Celtics who are a national brand. Let's sure. face it. Maybe you know uh, you know there are public teams, and the Celtics, uh, particularly with their run in the last few months of the season, last couple of months of the season. Uh, so and you've got that. That whole dynamic with them and their history going against a team that's really, when you think about it, in the last eight years, uh, not only uh, been uh, one of the public teams as well, uh, but changed the game. I mean, the whole this whole style of play in uh, in the NBA really comes off of what uh, the what the uh, what the, Celt- uh, what the uh, Warriors uh, uh, have started uh, what They started a few uh, number of years back, and of course uh, now it's. Uh, uh, transcended to the to the college game as well tonight's game, uh, and again, you know for us, people ask what's the best scenario? Well, selfishly, uh you know, we got at least six games, right? We know that, and if we get a seventh game, that's certainly gonna add uh, to uh, to all the uh, all the betting and the handle. uh what they're doing here is laying three and a half with the celtics and taking four with uh with the warriors so um, uh, I, I got I have a feeling. Well, the time this game tips off tonight, we, uh, we may wind up needing a favorite. Josh, I'm
5: sure you see it. John Ewing just sent over updated splits. I'm going to read these, Vinny, and you tell me. This is BetMGM right now. Current spread, 3.5 with the Celtics laying it. 59% of the bets on the Celtics, 69% of the handle on the Celtics. They've got a total. They open to 11.5. They're down to 209.5 at BetMGM. And it's pretty much split. Fifty-two percent of the bets, sixty percent of the handle, right now over at MGM on the under. Those numbers do those kind of add up with where you yeah. are?
2: Uh they did. Uh, they bet this game under from uh, we did open it at uh, two eleven, so uh, we did see some uh, under money. But I, I also think that what general public today will will be parlaying to the over. That you know, folks, uh, we always mention that fact. Uh, they they love points, and uh, I think you'll see the uh, the general public. Uh, get on, uh, get on the over in this game. Whether they're parlaying them to the Warriors or to uh, to the Celtics in this one.
5: Josh side in total since you and I sat down some forty nine minutes ago. ticked down a half a point
3: both at BetMGM. Yeah, and that's really notable here, Patrick. And one thing that I wanted to ask Vinny, you know, I think as sports bettors, we're always, you know, looking at one particular game in front of us that we want. You know, we want to win this one bet. You know, what's all the data, the information? Where do we want to get down? But I think sometimes it's beneficial to kind of take a step back and look at, okay, what's the overall trend? And I know, you know, people hate trends, people love trends. I think they can be meaningful if you pick out the right ones. I distinguish a betting system from a trend because a trend can really have no kind of predictive value. A betting system uh, can have predictive value if, if you have kind of the right filters in it. What I'm getting at, Vinny, Vinny is, you know, we're seeing a little movement to the Celtics. We're seeing a little bit of low bets, higher dollars, which I like to look for with betting splits kind of even, but more money on Boston, but bigger picture here. Vinny is favorites in the postseason. here. We went through a year with the NHL where favorites did fantastic favorites are great in the NHL playoffs are yet another favorite yesterday with the abs, but the NBA postseason, it's been really chalky 53 and, uh, mm-hmm. and 39 ATS for these favorites, almost 60%. Are you seeing from the book standpoint, Vinny, that these favorites just keep covering, so you're going to have to jack these you know, lines up a little bit more? Is the public just laying the favorites because they like them anyway? How has this big chalk trend in the NFL, uh, NBA postseason affected you behind the book?
2: Yeah, good question, Josh. I mean, wh- you anticipate it and you see it, but you don't want to overreact to it either, right? I mean, let's let's remember this, that Game 1 was a, a, a very big decision, uh, and we needed the, uh, the Celtics in Game 1, and they came through. So, uh, predictably, we knew that there would, uh, in all likelihood, be the zigzag theory, and Warrior Money would show in Game Two, which it did. Didn't matter though, because they just ran right through it. Um, you know, it. It. We, we've seen where the the public, yeah, they'll they'll go with the zigzag, or they're, when they're on the favorites, that you know, it's 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 a steamroller. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. But you still want to bear in mind that more sophisticated betters, professional betters. Uh, they'll look for the value with uh, with the underdog when they get it. That's why in this game you would think that the Celtics might be higher, right, at four and a half or so. Uh, but that's uh, that's not the case. When we get to four, and when I right before I came into the studio, we were at four. So what we're seeing here is. Uh, three and a half, laying three and a half with the Celtics, taking four with the Warriors. I think we also know that uh, the public is going to bet this game over, so don't want to overreact to any under money coming in. And we also know that if it goes up, if there's going to be under money, it'll be more by, by more season bettors too. So from our side of the counter, you're paying attention to, you want to call them trends, you want to call them strategies. Uh, either way, it's about what's in front of you in terms of how the games are being bet, but and as importantly, who's making those plays. What do you call them? Trends, stats. What do you call them? I call it action <laughs> taking bets. That's what I call it. <laughs> so you don't have a, you're not going to have a huge need either way tonight. No, I think I think actually we'll uh, we'll probably I, I have I, I suspect we're going to need the uh, the Celtics here. Uh, as of right now, we do need them. Now could that change? Yeah, I mean, but it's. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what we don't need is a four.
5: <laughs> so, yeah, I would imagine. Okay. Yeah. So that, any... that's, I'll tell you what we
2: don't. It's always about what we don't need too.
5: Uh, excuse me, Vin, if I've asked yeah. you this, but any long-term liability on either the Warriors or the Celtics no. here at the South Point? No,
2: good, good point. Uh, not, not really. Either one was good. We had uh, some liability with the uh, with the Heat actually, uh, but uh, no real liability, even though. We were fortunate because uh, you know the Celtics. Remember, they were struggling and they were probably underachieving, uh, you know, uh, before they went on that great run in the last couple of months of the season. So uh, we did uh, we did uh, get ahead of that a bit, but uh, no real liability uh, with either of these teams.
5: It's been such a roller coaster for your Celtics, Josh. I think about what were they twenty five and twenty five, and then went on just became the best team in basketball. But even this kind of synopsis of these five
3: games in the finals, a roller coaster ride. It, it, it really has been for the Celtics. It really has. And I think if you're a Celtics fan like me and you watch this team kind of grow up, you're super high on Brown and Tatum and yeah. Danny Ainge, you know, nailed those draft picks, obviously from the nets here, but you know, you get a lot of success early. Then they went through this maddening point where it's like two years of mediocrity, super underachieving team. Questions about blowing the team up just because, you know, Tatum and Brown couldn't mesh. Then you flip the switch, and obviously you're now in game six of the finals. But, uh, Vinny, one last thing I want to ask you real quick. A lot of people are interested in NBA Finals MVP. Obviously, we have Steph Curry here as the favorite. He's now minus 350. Tatum has taken a huge, you know, dip here. He's plus 375. Wiggins has really made a big leap. He's Mm -hmm. up to plus 1,800, third best odds. Do you have a lot of liability on any of these guys? Have people been hammering Curry? Is there one of these long shots where, you know, again, Curry probably recognition and, you know, popularity contest wins this thing, but Wiggins is really making a move late.
2: It's all about Curry. I mean, Curry's the guy. Everybody loves Curry. And again, the other night, let's remember this. If you would have said that they were going to win that game, oh, by the way, and cover it without him making a three, but I it, you know, have said, no, there's no way that's going to happen. Right. At least the, you know, the, uh, the Celtics would cover, but not the case, but all, all about Steph Curry. Uh, I think when, uh, you know, when it came to, uh, to the MVP voting for the – and, and for, on the Celtic side, it was Tatum. So the two top guys definitely got the betting uh, interest. Okay. He's got to go to TV now. Is that what you're doing? We're doing a little uh, – another v uh, hit, Chris Andrews and I, after this, yes. Is
5: that why you have makeup on?
2: I don't wear makeup. Anti-Sheen. <laughs>
5: it's <kidding>. Anti-Sheen. <laughs> the Hall of Famer, Vinny Maliulo. Thank you, Vin. Good to be with you guys. Thanks, Rory, Josh, making a move at the U.S. Open. We'll come back with the update. Plus, got a game winner. Stanley Cup Final, Game 1 last night in Colorado. we got your updated numbers there as well. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM.